0: Brennan, you want to tap from Jerry Coon? No, I can't it. Give a tap. I can't do it. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. bro. as long as it's a tap, look, uh, he's getting his uh, arm uh, ready but, and everything. It's a tap. You can't do it. I can't do it. Bob. Just do it light, then. I
1: can't do it. It's can't a tap. Do it. no, no. Can't do it.
0: His taps do are brutal. Hey, you how about if I punch you and then you get mad, you punch me back? Try. <laughs> I punch you right in your fucking Groucho Marx gland. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I gotta go. I'm leaving. I I love you too. Did you wear your glasses what when what you're in your prime? What, what you, I don't remember. <laughs> what is your name? What's your name? My name is Keith Robinson. Keith, all you're gonna hear. All you're gonna hear is get up, Keith. Get up. Oh. Uh, oh! Oh! oh. I heard
2: oh, that. I want to go home. Sh- oh. I'm getting sh- hot again. Brunch.
1: That hurts, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> luckily I was watch. I wasn't looking, so I was relaxed. Hey, listen, let me see you turn around. No, no. <laughs> Let me see you turn around. Oh my God! Oh. Now he's really fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's going on everybody? It's time once again for the Opie Radio Podcast. And I am very, very excited for this episode. You got three Huntington Long Island boys getting together. You got myself, Opie. You got Chris Algieri who's going to be fighting for the title very, very soon after that amazing win over Tommy Coyle. And then the legend himself, Jerry Cooney. Man, when I was growing up in Huntington, Jerry Cooney was, uh, no joke, a major rock star on Long Island and a rock star across the country, obviously. The Great White Hope, which was a stupid moniker they gave Jerry Cooney when he was fighting. But I remember... uh, Being a kid wandering around Huntington Village, and there would be rumors that Jerry Cooney was buying jeans, or he was getting a cup of coffee, and everyone would freak the F out because everybody wanted just a glimpse of uh, the gentle giant, Jerry Cooney himself. So uh, Jerry Cooney's got a brand new book out called Jerry Cooney, the Gentle Giant, and I got to tell you, man, wow, has he lived a life so far. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, he came from a broken home with an abusive father. And uh, in the book, it goes into it a little bit, but basically, mentally abused, physically abused, horribly, which is so strange because Jerry Cooney's six foot six. And uh, Jerry would hide in the basement because um, he realized if he was out of sight, then he wouldn't get hit or abused mentally. And uh, I hate to tell you, but I could relate to that uh, with my own upbringing. Um, We didn't have really physical abuse, but certainly the mental abuse. And I understood being in the house, if I was hiding, if I was out of sight, if I was out of the house, if I was caddying, that meant uh, I I would be out of my mom's hair. And that would also mean that, uh, you know, I wouldn't have to deal with her wrath. So I, I always wondered why, me and Jerry Cooney uh, got along, and now I understand, man. He's one of six kids. I'm one of seven kids. Had the fucked up uh, childhood, the fucked up household, and we both uh, persevered. Uh, Cooney's, Cooney's like, fighting career was crazy. Goldie Gloves champion, um, an unbelievable amateur. Then he was heading toward the Olympics in 1976. And his dad, Tony, you know, the one that abused him mentally and physically, was dying of cancer. And basically, Jerry Cooney didn't get the chance to fight for the United States in the Olympics in 1976, which was the first bomber in his career. And then he had uh, he, he turned pro and uh, had just an amazing run. And then he fought Larry Holmes for the title uh, that went the distance. I'm giving your bio, Jerry Coody. Yeah, What's going on, I'm man? Of your ass.
0: What's going on? Good to
1: see you, man. Oh, all right. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, Sam. I-, I was giving oh. your whole bio. I got up to the Larry Holmes thing, dude. I just read The Gentle Giant. We've known each other for many, many years, and I, uh, I first of all, I love the book. Thank you. And second of all, I always. I always, me and you got along from from the jump. Day one, from day one, from day one. Hey, I'm, I, I'm glad you landed good. You landed good, bro. Well, I, I'm landing, that's I for like sure. It. And uh, and then as I'm reading this book, I'm like, of course we we get along. We had very similar upbringings, and I didn't, uh, upbringings, and I never even realized that. Wow. And we had to persevere through all the madness by ourselves. By ourselves.
0: That was the, that was the the, the the tough part about it that you had to put yourself out there. You know, you go from one room to the next and you right you wait and you hold on and you hope it's right yeah and uh and well, so yeah we, we had a struggle i didn't have nobody helping me
1: well here's the deal so we're both from huntington long island i i didn't even realize because i google mapped it that you you your uh, family home was pretty much right behind the walt whitman mall or very close to it i used
0: to work i used to work at the dairy barn that Dairy Barn on on right on North, off North Avenue One Ten. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, uh, New York Avenue One Ten. Yeah. And when I was fighting the gloves, they put up on the sign: Jerry Cooney drinks Dairy Barn milk. <laughs>
1: I love it. So, and, and you uh, had a, a tough household, man. I had no idea. I had no idea that that your dad was so abusive mentally and and physically.
0: Well, you know, he he grew up the same way, and so you know, and I so so what do I do? I grew up. Yeah. I find out how not to do it. Yeah and how i love my kids i've never touched my kids right. and um but don't you every uh, once in a while go oh do my you kids?
1: understand how tough Just i had once. it Just, no,
0: no 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 never do that Some, I'm, once, I'm i'm more kidding once or twice i've, uh, I've been got annoyed yeah where i want to you know so you broke the chain yeah, but how to do you know how much, how much it cost me to break that chain? A lot of money, a lot of therapy, a lot of alcohol, a lot of
1: alcohol. You, had, of to, problems, you had to go through the shit,
0: recreational drugs, right. and f- to find out it doesn't work. It's not right. working. So g- back to your your childhood though. It, uh, your dad did he beat you up a lot? All the time. I, I, you know, my favorite place in the house was in the basement. Yeah. I used to hide by the by the had this pipe that was nice and warm. Right, and I'd hold on to that pipe. And if I heard the chairs moving upstairs, shit, he was going to come down. So. Anyway, we, we were, then my mother built a they built a ring in the backyard. Yeah, my mother used to keep time for him when he boxed with me. Yeah, now I was seventeen, then I could have kicked his ass. Yeah, but I couldn't hit him.
1: Right? Why couldn't you hit him? Because he had that power over you mentally? Exactly. And and I, and I that is so sad that you that you hit in the basement. And but it also made me uh, think back to my childhood and stuff. In my house, it was my mom. She was mentally ill. We didn't really get, maybe we did get physically abused, but it was, it was the times where you were allowed to hit your kids, so I'm a little confused by that, but I didn't feel like I was getting beat left and right, but the mental shit was insane, and just like you hiding in the basement, my thing was, get the fuck out of the house, stay away, stay in your room, as long as you weren't seen.
0: Well, the, the whole thing in my house is I couldn't leave the house. Right. He didn't want me out of the house, Right, so we hide in the house.
1: Did, did everyone in your family get the abuse?
0: Everybody had their own hiding place. Oh, my God. And so I think what he, what he did was he kept us separated Yeah, so we couldn't j- gang up on him. Right. But, you know, listen, it, it was a lot of good luck. You know, someone told me, uh, this great uh, retired cop, um, his name is Bob, told me, listen, Jerry, no matter what happened to you, your father gave you the brains to get in those rings, right. to climb up those steps, and get in the ring and fight. Right. And, and boxing, what boxing did for me through the whole process, I found out was that it helped me to express my anger. Right. By punching. Yeah. And then they put my picture in the paper I was on the back page of the Daily News. Right. Every week when I was sixteen. Right. Knocking somebody out. Isn't. It fed me.
1: That's pretty confusing, but I but I get it because you persevered because of your upbringing. And it led to really good
0: things. Well, I mean, I don't know how I, I don't know how I got to where I got to right. from where I came from, because all I was told is you're no good, you're right. a failure, you're not going right. to amount to anything, and that's what my father told me to survive. Right. Because he learned to survive, he didn't learn to live. You got a strong soul, is what it comes down to, because most people would
1: have uh, went the other way and said fuck life, fuck this, and just have been a mess their, well, and, and their I did. entire life.
0: You know, I, I hated what my father was. Yeah. Alcoholic. Right. And I became him. Right. You know, and I and I uh,
1: were you abusive like him though?
0: No, no, no. No, no, not that. To myself.
1: Yeah, I understand that.
0: To myself. And, you know, I I, I picked a, uh, great women. Right. But I was always unavailable. Right. And I, I wanted to make it work, but it couldn't work. Right. You know, that's the whole, the whole story.
1: You know this guy. Who's
0: this guy? Look at this
1: guy. Chris Algieri. Chris hey.
0: Algieri's in town. I because decided to... You better watch it, bro. We better, you better be nice to uh, us.
1: Uh, hey, what's up, buddy? Congrats on the thank Tommy you. Coyle fight, yes, man. T- congrats, thank bro. you, thank you. And now man. we're going to be fighting for a title of... Uh, Hopefully soon, right? Yeah, hopefully this year. Yeah. So I, I decided I wanted to do a Huntington thing. I got Jerry Cooney, I got Chris Algieri, and of course myself. We're all from uh, from Huntington. We're, we're talking about uh, Jerry's new book, The Gentle Giant, and
2: his upbringing. He's I,
0: well. I also saw he's Chris got a new book out about cooking.
2: Yeah, he does. Yeah. We I talked about it. We did. We talked about it last time. Let's, uh, I want to hear about your book though, Jerry. What's, what's
0: What is it? Well, I mean, that's uh, it's amazing. You you. From fighting and guess being in college, you got into the. Uh, I know. Oh, I always see your six, eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> least, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't. had one of those in a while. You know,
2: they say the abs are made in the kitchen, so it was important for me to, to figure out how to how
0: to, right. how to cook it up. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's he's
1: uh, he's making us both look. Uh, no, you know, yeah, listen, like I... Like slobs.
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, for me, it didn't matter about my six-pack. Right. I wanted to touch the other guy. Right. When I put my hand on him, he knew I was in the ring with him. And he, nope.
1: And he was, I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to go back to where uh, where no. we were. But uh, speaking of your punch, George Foreman gave you the ultimate compliment. Said you had the, the, the toughest punch. The, the hardest he punch. That.
0: He did do that. You know, and I was a year and a half sober when we fought. Right. And I wasn't just... My, my brain was still scattered. Right. And so I wasn't really prepared for it. But listen, I, I hit him with a couple of good shots. Oh, man, you had that punch, though. You were a
1: warrior right to the end. So, <laughs> so back to your dad and, and you. So you, you broke the chain, and you weren't uh, physically abusive, but you were abusive to yourself. Right. And somehow through all that, you had an amazing— I didn't want
0: to feel. I had this big hole here in the center, right? And I had to fill it up, keep filling it up. And alcohol numbed it out for a while, right? But the next day you woke up, you still had it, right? And, and then, so, you,
1: and when you get more and more addicted, then that alcohol isn't taking care of that hole anymore because you need more and more. To the point, it doesn't work anymore.
0: Oh well, yeah, of course. And so. you
1: figured all that out. A lot of but people I, don't.
0: But I had, I had a great. You know, I was. I made a lot of money. Yeah. I would travel for a while. Right. And I'd move to Florida. I'd move to California. I'd meet new people when I got bored right. or when it got too serious I'd move on again. Right. Come back to New York. And that was another thing. Eating, traveling, spending, right, you know, sexing. Yeah. You name it I had it all. And I kept bouncing around with it and keeping it or myself off balance and as long as I could and then it didn't work no more. Were right. you
1: able to forgive your father in the end?
0: I had to forgive my father. I had to had to go to his gravesite. Yeah. And sit down with him for an hour, an hour and a half and talk to him and, and tell him that I forgive you, right. and, I'm, and I'm sorry for what I did. Right. Whatever, what, did,
1: what did you do? Whatever it was. You were just and a kid. I,
0: I understand that, but whatever it is, I have to free myself. Okay, and, fair enough. And it, it really helped me out a lot. And, and,
1: and did you ever blame your mom for not controlling the situation when well, you were growing up? You know, my
0: mother told me that back in them days, what was she going to do? She was going to separate all of us? right to enforce d- the homes. Right. So we wouldn't be together. So she sacrificed herself. Oh my god. But in part doing all this. In, in part doing that. Sorry. I was the hero of the family. Right. I was making the money. So I was the guy, go-to guy. Yeah. Fix this, fix that, fix this, make everything right, make everything. Meanwhile, they resented me because I was the guy fixing everything. Sure. And so uh it came a time when I had a a little Walk away right. from my own family, including my mother, for three years. Right, and you know the funny part about it is when I came back, they all survived. Wow, they didn't amazing. need Jerry Cooney; they were just using Jerry Cooney. Oh, we yeah. were both using each other. Yeah, for some uncrazy need.
1: So she was doing the best she can under the yeah. circumstances. Obviously, yeah. it seems like she was a, a good mom.
0: She was a great mom. She loved everybody. You know, we uh, we loved everybody. She wanted everybody to have everything they wanted. You know what happened? To me? I was paying her a bunch of money every, every month. And I went over to the house one day and there was three sports illustrators. I said, Mom, what's that? Well, you know, I gotta give money to this person and give money to that person and give money to that person. And she wanted to flex everybody. But it was my money she was giving away from me. <laughs> <her. laughs> right. You know what I mean? But anyway, like she said, she didn't know how to she never was rich, never was wealthy. Yeah. She didn't know how to deal with it. And
1: you started your fighting career as pretty much a street fighter. You would just fight people, right? Was that just getting some of the anger no, out? No, you
0: know what I was when I was a kid? I was a from growing up in my house, I used to beat up bullies. Right. And and people that bullied people, I don't like them very much. Right. And I would fight them people. And uh, it was dumb. Right. Dumb. I just, that was expression for me to feel like somebody. Yeah. And then when they put my picture in the Golden Gloves, you know, on the back page of the Daily News every week, it was like done. I was made. Then I don't have to fight no more outside.
1: How did you get the bug to be a professional boxer and go, go down that uh, road?
0: Well, you know, I never really applied myself. You know, I was the guy from growing up in my house. I sat in the back of the room. I never raised my hand, out of sight, out of mind, right? Yeah. And so I passed, but I didn't really explore myself. I didn't you know, try different things. Or, or I just stayed in the back of the room. So boxing, when my friends were going away to college, I had to think about a family and right. surviving and making money. And so the next best thing for me was turning pro.
1: Wow, unbelievable. And, and then you, uh, you had an unbelievable amateur career, Golden clubs. I had a lot of fun.
0: But, you know, you know and, and that was really fun, too. But back then, I started drinking when I was 12. So after every fight, we'd go out to the these little woods and, and partied up. There. That I didn't
1: know. Yeah. I, th- I thought the drinking started kind of like when no, we all 12. start drinking, 15, 16, 17. It was 12.
0: Can I tell you a story? When I was Please. 12. Had a bottle of Boone's Farm apple wine.
1: It's always a terrible alcohol I held my that nose. we all drink for the first time. I held my
0: nose That's and true. drank the bottle down.
1: The whole bottle.
0: And I and I got, all of a sudden, this big hole i have been carrying around, not good enough, went away. I felt attractive. I felt like I fit in. People liked me. Yeah. And I got so sick that, and I crawled on the floors, and some guy I said, listen, what'd you let him drink like that for? Right. And I thought to myself, I'm never going to do this again, right? Uh-huh. The next morning when I woke up, I forgot all about that part. The part I remember was when that hole went away. In my chest, and I felt like I fit in. I was funny; girls liked me, and that's what took me on the road. At twelve. Twelve. I had
1: no idea.
0: For me, it was BlackBerry. It wasn't every day, or so, once a week, or something. You know, back then. Yeah. But it wasn't every single day. But you know, you know, you just keep moving up the ladder.
1: For me, it was BlackBerry Brandy. Because that was the only thing that was in my father's liquor cabinet that you know no one wanted. Obviously, got it from a friend or something. It was sitting there. Everything else was it was gone. So the only thing we could find it, was I BlackBerry, like Blackberry brandy. brandy. You liked BlackBerry brandy, yeah, man. Yeah, I got
0: sick on it a few times, but it wasn't like I drank it by the bottle. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Do you remember your first drink, uh, Chris Algieri? Yeah, it was uh, it was piss warm Schlitz. Um, I remember it got from my brother. It was like literally he found it in like a in in uh, he was hiding it in bushes. Yeah. And then uh-huh. he gave it to me, so it was like skunked and old and shit. I got so sick oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you drink a lot too back in the day yeah
2: yeah i I, I still drink i still like to drink uh uh, yeah yeah yeah, i can handle i'm fine but um yeah no i mean think about it i I don't even
0: know if you're 31 but april 21st 1988 was my last drink yes it was Uh, you 31 yet
2: i'm 35 but i still still wasn't born so
1: so so you haven't drank in 31 years i want to i want to get to that point. anything that's a, that's amazing. So, in Gentle Giant, the amateur career. What was your record Gentleman as an amateur? Jerry,
0: Gentleman Jerry. Uh,
1: uh, the oh, what is it called?
0: Gentleman Jerry.
1: Gentleman Jerry. I, I wrote that down
0: wrong. Yep. I like
1: I like the title of The Gentle Giant better.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it fits the
0: guy. Where were you when naming the book? <laughs> um, I always look. I would come. Tim, the radio station up there, and I always come look for you. I appreciate it, man. It was a lot of fun. You always had a lot of fun going on back there. And... Yeah,
1: we uh, we had a good run. But over listen, there.
0: you landed good, man. I'm, I'm I feel happy for You're you. Oh, good,
1: man. I appreciate that. So, what
0: was your what was your record as an amateur? Um, fifty-seven and three.
1: Fifty-seven and three as an amateur. That's uh, that's a lot of
0: fights. Yeah, but you know, I didn't get a chance. I, here's a story. in one of my, that's you'll read it in the book. I don't want to tell you all of it, but. I fought at all knockouts in my international bouts as an amateur. And yeah. I was fighting. They told me when I came back from Europe to stay in shape because the Russians were coming. And I had the third-ranked Russian. Right. So I said, yeah, okay. I was partying every night, you know. And uh, six days before the fight, they called me told me, "You're uh, the fight's on. I said, right. oh, my God. I ran for six days. I ran to get in shape six days. And I went in the ring with this guy. A lot of Cooney fans there. loonies for Cooney. It was a right. great time in the garden. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I went out, the bell rang, fell. I hit him with a hook on the chin knocked him out dead, cold, in the first round. And thank God, because if I didn't, he'd have killed me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the best. Thank God. So good. So the first bump in your career, now you're, you're moving toward the Olympics, 1976.
0: Yeah, so I get a phone call yeah. after that fight from uh, the, the uh, Colonel Hull, I think was his name. And he told me, you made it to the f- Olympic finals, the right. top eight guys. You go to Colorado Springs and fight it out. And then the, the top two go to the Olympics. Yeah. I said, I mean, I'm really sorry. I can't make it. My father's sick. i got to stay close to my family. He said, Jerry, this is the Olympic trials. You want to come? Three times he asked me. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to go. He said, you sure? And I hung up the phone that day. And that was 10% true about my father. Right. 90% was, well, am I going to go there and look bad? I'm going to mm. look shitty. I'm not going to make it. Why am I going to go make a fool of myself? And it's one of th- it's one of the two top um, regrets in my life Yeah. that really follow me to So you
1: lack the self-confidence because of what uh your dad did to you as a kid to the point where you your skills were unbelievable and you were still believing that you weren't that person it's the imposter syndrome
0: well whatever it was and it's a great thing for me today because every day i get a chance to work around kids and people and and promote them push them to, to be better to to find ask the question you know when i first time i put down a drink i was at a meeting and i heard somebody say can you help me right and I thought, wow, you can say that here? Yeah. And I've been asking that question for 31 years now. Yeah. And then the second day in my life was um, May 11th, 1981. I'm fighting Kenny Norton in the garden. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm right number one in the world. Yes. And uh, I mean, I could have beat anybody that night. Anybody in the world you put me in, I would beat anybody. Right. That's how great shape I was in. And so, you know, I, I always wanted, when the bell rang, I wanted to let the guy feel my power. hit him a couple of shots. I hit him with a body shot, and he, and he buckled a little bit. So I said, wow, let me take a little shot here. I spun him into the corner, and 54 seconds into that first round, he was out cold. Yeah, and uh, Ken Norton. Ken Norton. And so that night, you think I would have said to myself, "Well, I better take care of myself. I better get a, sure. a good trainer. I better, you know, get conditioned, and I better, yeah. get ready because I'm fighting Holmes." Yeah. But that's not what happened. What happened that night was I had an old girlfriend who, who got me into some cocaine, which allowed me to drink a quarter by bot- quarter a quarter scotch a night. Oh. And for the next so many months, that's what I did. And I thought I could handle it. That's why this book is
1: amazing. Because w- was that the first night you did cocaine after the Ken Norton right, fight? Right, right. How unbelievable
2: was so that? So, Jerry, you told me that story. We were at the Paramount in Huntington yeah. together. You yeah. and I, we were watching the uh, Canelo Alvarez-Floyd Mayweather fight. Right. Yeah. I had fought that night at the Garden at uh, at Paramount. Yeah. I, I got a, I scored a knockout, and then we, we watched the fight in the Paramount to, uh, for the the, the, the pay per view, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry and I are sitting next to each other, and we're watching the fight. We're talking boxing, and you told me that story, and you said, "Chris, you know when my career ended?" And I said, "I don't, I, I don't know." He goes, "The night I fought Kenny Norton," and I was like, "What?" That, was that th- night. That was that was the that it was, was the, over. That was the biggest, best thing you ever did. He goes, "Yeah, but that was the night I tried cocaine." That was the pinnacle. of I think your- what
0: happened was that's when the pressure hit me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was, all this I'm in the big world now. What right. am I going to do? And from my childhood coming up that hit me then and so I wanted to numb out
1: So you wanted to just blow everything up
0: Yeah, I Powerful mean, I, I, stuff, I, mean I, I went into the fight I fought my ass off right but uh, that, I didn't but have the experience you know King kept everybody from me right he kept uh, he didn't want me gaining the experience I didn't sign with him right so he didn't let me fight those guys and I'm, I'm sure it had to do with my managers too. My managers wanted to make the big paycheck. Yeah. Well, $10 million they, dollar paycheck.
1: Well, they were protecting you. And, you know, if you took a lesser fight and you lost, then, you no, know. No, they were
0: protecting their their own interests. Yeah,
1: sure. Of course.
0: Where I really That's need, what I. That's I what needed to. Like, I trained with Witherspoon. I trained with a bunch of those guys. Yeah. I needed to be in the ring with those guys. Right. Mm-hmm. I needed to 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 even even lose, yeah. you know. You know, like you talked about Anthony Joshua. He talked about it the last couple of years. Listen, it's not so bad to lose a fight. Right. Ah, and so he went out and lost right. this past couple of weeks ago. But I'm hoping he can make it back yeah. and learn from that mistake. Yeah, you, you talk about Don King.
1: He controlled the whole game. And, if that, you, that, that, and Those days. now he's, No, I understand that. And Don King, you weren't with Don King, so he didn't want to put any of his fighters up against you. Because if you win, then he loses a lot Not of action. Not just that,
0: but, but I gained experience from those fights. Right. That when I take when I finally fight Holmes, I take that experience into the ring Sure. to have more confidence and to me more understanding and looking for open, you know, whatever. Yeah. The, the game. So, so
1: between Ken Norton and, and uh, Larry Holmes, thirteen months. W- it was thirteen months. Yeah, hey,
0: thirteen months. Can that's not
1: that? that's not too bad. Considering I wasn't too good. No, you wanted uh, to fight in between there a little bit. Yeah, but it didn't happen. And then in the book, uh, going through the Larry Holmes fight, I, I feel. I felt like I was there. The right. details on that fight well. is unbelievable, and, and you're talking about your self-doubt and 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 not feeling like you you belong here and stuff, and still being a warrior right to the end with Larry Holmes.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I had to. I was so angry with him because the black-white thing just was killing me. I had five or six guys I went to school with. Yeah. And, uh, well,
1: they were calling you the Great
0: White Hope. But, but you know, I went, I went to school. I went, I went to training camps with the, my four or five of my friends. We hung out. We were like living a dream. Like, yeah. This wasn't supposed to happen to us. Yeah. We're in Vegas. I'm eating turtle soup. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean,
2: that's,
0: that's how crazy it was. And, and and we were there. We were laying by the pool. Right. All the, all the bunnies. Everybody was out there. It was a dream. But that's. So how- I wasn't thinking about black and white things. No, no. And, and uh,
1: that was everybody else. They figured this is a great way to promote this oh, fight. that was that was cause King because the the racial crap in this country was like, yeah, King. So Jerry Cooney is the great white hope, you know. Because uh, when was the last time there was a there was a, a white yeah, heavyweight? I think b- Jerry, uh, champion. Quarry, Jerry Quarry. Jerry Quarry was, a Quarry. Quarry was the last one, and and you didn't want any part of that, but also you know what could you do?
0: No, listen. So Holmes has got a mailbox blown up. Yeah, someone put something in his mailbox. Yeah, box. I remember all this. I got a package one they sent to me. I didn't know. So I opened it up. It was like a like, like a dead rat. right? And actually what it was was um, we had a guy. Don uh, King's
1: hairpiece? <laughs> it was not, no. It was
0: it was, it was the guy who used to carry our bags. We used to have a lot of bags back in the day, like yeah. 30, 40 bags. we travel with this, right? Yeah. And it was his wig that he had left in the oh, okay, Springs. it was. Okay. But it was kind of scary. <laughs> right. So when I went into that fight, I really didn't care. I wanted to just hit him one time because I was so pissed at him. Right. And in the center of the ring, when, when uh, Mills Lane gives us instructions, and he looks at me and says, let's have a good fight. How do you... Wh- Larry so, said that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it all went away. It all then went then. away. Right. And him and I today are greatest of friends. I heard. You guys are very close. We do a lot of stuff together all year long. We're making money together and right. having a bunch of laughs. And I'm knowing his family better. And right. he's meeting my family. So it's all good. It's, it's amazing.
1: How did that fight end again? I can't remember. Yeah, good, good for you. Shots. But you went hell of a fight, though. You hell went, you fight. went the distance, right? No, no,
0: no, no. I got stopped in the thirteenth round. Oh, my it was trainer, the thirteenth round. round. Oh,
1: that's right. He he jumped in, yeah. and he was trying to save you, even though he knew you would have, you would have not. I was getting back up. I was up. Yeah, you weren't going to go down. But no. your trainer at the time is thinking at this point. You know, it's going to damage Jerry Cooney as far as his his life goes. Well,
2: Larry was a really bad dude at that time. Right, one
1: a great of, fighter. One He's of the, the most dangerous
2: heavyweights around.
1: Well, I don't know. Cooney went. You know, you you pretty much went the distance with the well, guy. That's good. pretty you amazing. Know, but, but
0: here's the story, right? Yeah. So had I won that fight, yeah, I would not be sitting in this room with you guys right there because my life was so fast.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you that.
0: I would be. I would be dead. I, I bet. I bet I would be dead now because was, my life was crazy. They had the the jet waiting for me. The president had a phone line to my room. Everything was going crazy for me. It was like, what the hell? Where did I come from?
1: Can I stop you for a second? Not really. Oh, you Because <laughs> it's in the book. So they put a, for the Larry hey, Holmes. Hey,
0: we got, we, got, we, got, we got to get people to buy this. Book. Oh, no. I, tell I, them everything.
1: I, I'm leaving <laughs> chunks out. Just Trust teasing, me. I'm just teasing. The, uh, So the Holmes-Cooney fight, uh, in case you won, they did put a, put a special phone line in your in your locker. President uh, Reagan. Uh, President Reagan. But they didn't put one in Larry Holmes' right. uh, locker room. Right. And well, that uh, got out like yeah. wow, man! If that, well, I think I
0: think they looked at me as as an American guy, hero young kid, yeah, you know, with with uh, good values, right? They didn't know what was really going on. With me, I was yeah. really messed up inside my head, and I hadn't thought about therapy or or putting down the booze at that time. I just didn't, yeah. have the coping skills.
1: And you made ten million for that fight. Is that
0: true? I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was eight and a half million. Eight and a half fight.
1: million dollars. That yeah. was. That's that's a lot of money Back then Especially back then
0: Right The only other thing Was that my managers With one of their partners Formed a promotional company Right Tiffany Promotions And they co-promoted The fight with Holmes Right I never saw any of that money Yeah Really Which wasn't right Yeah but that's shit happens. It's just boxing, you know. Wait, that's what happens in boxing. Of, you find it after. I mean, we all we all have had shit. Oh
1: yeah. Wait, I right? will find that later. Out of the eight and a half million, you didn't see a dollar. Oh no,
0: no 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 no. Oh. No, eight and a half million was fine. But I'm talking about the extra money they made. Oh, I see. Okay. What, they I made got half you. of what King made.
1: That's crazy, and they weren't in that ring battling it out like a right. warrior with Larry Holmes.
0: And that, one one of the guys died, Mike Jones, and the other guy, Rapport. Yeah. He's around like just. I had to forgive those guys too. Yeah. I don't got no no time, no space in my head to let them run around in my head. So between the Ken Norton and Larry Holmes fight,
1: the partying was just the cocaine. Everything was, was completely out of control.
0: Come on, listen, man, you kidding me? It didn't. It wasn't bad to be Jerry Cooney at that time. Right. Anywhere, everywhere I went, there was everything I ever wanted to think I could ever have, and then more. Wow. And I was like, uh, how many times can you say? You know, I remember, I remember. Twenty minutes was filming me up in the Catskills. Yeah. It was a. It was three below zero, and I had a beard. There's another funny story. And there was icicles hanging off my beard. (laughs) And the guys asked me, how you feeling? Yeah. And then, and then I'm, I just I had just done the, the Naruko commercial. Yeah. And then three times they sent me letters with, with me with pictures with beards on. Yeah. And I was supposed to be shaving every day. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. So I wound up losing that gig from that. <laughs> and you lost the gig just because you well, weren't you know, shaved. Well, you know, because when I went to training camp, it's like yeah, yeah I You let with, it all go? I don't deal with anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
2: that's that's common. I do the same thing. The, the frustrating
1: <laughs> part about your career, and you know, I was just a kid when you. Well, were yeah, the other
0: very frustrating part of my career is I didn't win the championship. <laughs> yeah, but that I saved my life.
1: Like you said, it saved your life, but this is where I bring it around to Huntington. Like, I was just a kid, and you were everything to Long Island and right. everything to a lot of people I, in the country. I love hearing that. And then after the Larry Holmes fight, it was so frustrating uh, as a fan of yours to see the stutter step, and and, and, right. and you took, what, like two years off after the Larry yeah, Holmes fight?
0: Well, you know what? My managers hated each other. I was always in the middle. Right. And I couldn't stand it at right. that point. And I just, you know, there's a... As a matter of fact, the Beatles had me coming on serious. Uh, there's a Beatles network station, and they want me to say what my four favorite songs are. One of them was, John Lennon wrote it, I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. You know the song? Of course mm. I do. And HBO did a special on me, and I asked them to play that song. Right. And I was just, just leave me alone for a while. i got to, just leave me alone. Right. And it was a really important, hard time in my life. Right. And, uh, and I, you know I get chills when I tell you that story about that song. But uh, that's what happens to us sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've, we numb out. Right. We get busy. Right. We don't think about really our lives. Right. And then it hits us. Yeah. At times and we try and run. Yeah. And then there's no more running.
1: Right. So, but, but you're in the, and you weren't even in your prime officially.
0: No, I was only 25 years old. And,
1: and then Larry Holmes, you fought him to the point where you had a lot of respect in the boxing community, and you absolutely should
2: have had. A, a ton of big fights.
0: I don't know why there was not a rematch. In, in today's time, we would have had a second fight. In a second? And I would have jumped in that for a, sec- in a second.
2: Well, it's because you hit him with that body shot. And what round was
0: that? Yeah, I he, he, uh, well, took you know. that left hook to the body. Yeah. Well, he, he told me he crawled back to the corner that time, but I also hit him with a low blow. A
2: few low blows?
0: <laughs> well, he, he was pulling my head down. He was a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't want to get that shot in the body, so he was pulling my head down. And it went low. So it looked bad for me. So he's
1: thinking I'd rather take this this punch to the
0: balls. It doesn't hurt. Well, doesn't yeah, I know do you do got do protection do, 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 do to do a point. It low. Have, I ha- many times. And does it do hurt?
2: It, I rarely ever acknowledge it, and right. my, I get yelled at. Like yo, tell the ref. You know, like I'm because like, they can you know they can take a point. Yeah. But, like it doesn't really hurt that bad. No. <laughs> it yeah. Really doesn't. there are some it's shots. It's a you big get, cup you got it's on. It's a really own. big cup and. So, Guys have gloves on, it's not, you know, it's not like you're getting hit in your butt. So
1: your part head. of it, your people couldn't get you the fight, but you also were tapping out for a while, like, I'm, I'm done right I just,
0: now? I just buzzed out. You know, I, I, I had to get to myself between my family, between my life, between the women in my life, all those things going on. I just was like, I got to chill out, man. I got to get away.
1: And then after Larry Holmes, you fought again, what, over two years later? Yeah,
0: you know, I'd take a fight when i I get scared. Right. I was partying too much. Yeah. It was my water. Is that me? That's you, yeah. And uh, I would take another fight. And my manager would jump right in and get me another fight. Right. And then I'd wait for two and a half years to fight sphinx. That's crazy. And I was drinking. And I was in a training camp. I said, I'll go to training tomorrow. Went to training camp. It's on. It's off. It's on. It's off. It's on. So two and a half years. So by the time I got in there with him, I was shot. And that was the time when I really, really had to hold of myself. woke up in 20 minutes to 11 in East Hampton at my house. Loaded hung over, right. and I thought to myself, wow, what happened to you, bro? What's going on with you? And I said, you know, I quit. I right. quit this day. And I quit that day, went about my day. The next day I woke up, guess what, 20 minutes to 11. Hung over. And that was the day I got scared. And uh, I said, I got have to have, I gotta get some help. I called somebody, and I went down to talk with them, and they said, you, you don't have to stay here. If you can't make it outside, i always have room for you. And I finally put it down, and... Uh, it wasn't my last last time I drank. Uh, about five months, four months into that recovery, someone told me, I better be careful because I'm gonna drink again. I said, you're any your mind, I'm never gonna drink again. Yeah. I met somebody, picked up a joint, which led to a drink, and two months later, I finally put it down for good. Wow. And I ran into a guy, I don't know how this happened, he told me, come on, let's stop it. Uh, I said, let's stop it. Uh, at the pancake house and have some breakfast. So I went in there. This guy was my bodyguard, Jack B. Yeah. From New York, was sitting there, he said, Sit down, Jeremy, I want to tell you I have three years today. Wow. And you never have to drink again. And that was my last time I had drink.
1: That is unbelievable. Amazing story. What's what's stuck in you then? You know,
0: God came I think I really think that God came to me at those times of my lowest. Yeah. And said, Hey kid, let's let me let me hang out with me for a while. You know the story about I, I, I was walking with God in the sand and every time I was in bad trouble. Yeah. There's only one first one set of footprints, yeah. and the guy said, "God, every time I was in trouble, yeah. you weren't even there." He said, "No, my son, that was when I was carrying." Right, <laughs> right. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: I and, believe in it. I and, believe and, in God. and you believed in that. But yeah. And even the Leon Spinks fight, you know,
0: you know, you were. F- it was Michael Spinks, not Leon. Oh, uh, it was Michael. Sorry, I was, I, I was out of I was out of my mind. I was drinking going into the fight. Right, so you were in that fight. But nah, you were in, in that fight. fight. No, no, no. Yeah. I wasn't. I, was, I wasn't in that fight. I was someplace far, far away. Well, you were a tough guy, so no matter what, you were going to take a beating in, in the ring could against, never against beat anyone me any day in my life if I was healthy. Does
1: that frustrate you at all? The the but, lost opportunity, but, even though, as you said earlier uh the fact is if you were heavyweight champion you wouldn't be with us today but right. do you still have regrets and are frustrated by the fact that these guys beat
0: you knowing on your best day they wouldn't have come close you know listen i mean that is, is that is that a part of it would i like to have really taken a shot being clean and healthy yeah but it didn't work out that way right it worked out the way it worked out and i have to let it go and move on i mean that's not waiting for me i i love that answer i i really love that answer I'm because
1: peace. because your because of your frustrations of uh, losing losing Leon Spinks and and possibly Michael Larry Spinks, uh, S- uh, sorry, uh, god, sorry I'm god why, why do Leon's I keep a, saying Leon Leon's a good friend
0: of mine he's a great yeah, guy. Yeah
1: sorry I don't know why I keep saying that. uh that that led to
0: down you? down goes Opie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry Michael Spinks I don't know but uh, but that led to you being frustrated like wow I could have beat these guys but that led to your sobriety. I
0: went, a lo- I went went out by myself to my place in the Hamptons Yeah hung out there for a while, hooked up with some old man. I love this guy. We used to drink in the daytime. And, and then one day that happens to me. I woke up and said, hey, i gotta, I got to grab a hold of myself and falling apart.
1: So what do you say to people that feel like they can't get out of their addiction?
0: Get help. You know, you know, make a phone call. You know, go to a meeting. Talk to somebody. You know, and and make a stand. Make a, You know, for me it was, I had a problem with two things in my life. One was work. I hated work. Right. And the other one was commitment. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to learn to take, make a commitment and make a stand. I'm saying, I'm going to do this for six months. If it doesn't work, I'll go back to drinking. Right. But I worked on my life, and I, and I found out who I was and, and where, my, where my frailties were and wh- how I fell and why I fell. Yeah. And so, you know, how was I not supposed to be doing what I'm doing? Yeah. I didn't have any other answers.
1: Yeah, but you're, you're a special human being because most people would not have... Uh... Right, right, Chris. He he talks about it casually, but that took uh,
2: more strength than fighting Larry Holmes or anybody to get to the place you are today. And that's That's great. I think even this is more impressive. Your second act, right? The way that you are now and who you are and what you're you're doing with it is incredible. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, like, and this what's so good about the book? It's about. You know, making a stand and getting up to the bat in front of that crowd of 20,000 people and swinging at that ball and making a commitment for yourself and changing and and growing. And, and, you know, I want to be more intimate with my wife. I want to be more intimate with my kids and my friends. Because I always had shallow half hours. You know what that is, right? No. You meet the pretty girl, you get her to like you, you get her to love you. Once you love you, you don't know what to do no more, so you move on. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: The, talking about your fights, too, like you were you were an animal, a savage, a warrior in that when ring. I, when, I,
0: when I was a kid, yeah, I was, I was a beast.
1: All the way to the end, you were a beast. Stop downplaying it. Yeah. Uh, you really yeah. were. I was a beast. Right to the end, you were a beast in that ring. Chris. Thank you, Chris, I, for I helping me out here that. today. Total beast. But what I loved, too, was you also gave a shit about the boxer and was worried you
2: hurt him it's and all this. He's sports- a real sportsman.
1: Yeah, you were a real sportsman through the whole process.
0: Well, I mean... It so showed your gentle listen, soul. When I, it did. That night I was fighting. No, it sure did. Every time I came around and looked at the referee, he wasn't saying nothing. And it felt very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I came back with the other one. So yeah. that was four punches from death that night. So th- we, we have an animal side of us. Yeah. That comes out that I do not want that guy to stand up again right. and do this to me. So you're going to take him out of there. Right. Uh, when your bell rings, I'm a gladiator. Yeah. He's a gladiator. You got to take that out. But now in life, listen, you know, 99% of fighters end up broke. That's a devastating a That is a That's a, that a fact. And, and I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it bleeds into other sports as well. Yeah. We need to make a stand. I, I tell kids, go to the commission, look at contracts, you know, find out what's in there. What are you signing? Because I didn't know. My father died. I signed a contract for 16 years, little did I know.
1: 16 years. You know,
0: d- extension, extension, extension. Right. And so I never went, I n- never visited it. Yeah. Because I didn't know they were, they were doing what they were doing. And that kind of fucked
1: you up too, because the whole Don yeah. King had a hold
0: Listen, on, on all the big all uh, fighters. I'm no, I know good.
1: you're all good, but th- but the story's worth telling, Jerry. It's amazing. So when you got sober, did some t- some people say you uh, you uh, replaced an addiction for something else? How were you able to I avoid that? I was riding that? the
0: bike 30, 40 miles a day. I was working out. I was training. I was traveling. I was playing tennis. You know, I was doing it all. I was I was a lucky man. Right, I had a place in Florida. I'd go in the winter times, uh, uh, and you know, life was great for me. I mean, and I'm I'm blessed to say that that that's out there for everybody that's struggling today. Yeah. If you make a stand and ask for help and listen, and that's 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 the real story about the book. Is I was almost there from as fearful as I was growing up to be able to climb up those four steps and fight for Larry Holmes for the championship. That's unbelievable.
1: It's unbelievable. But at
0: the time, I thought this is what I had to do. Right. You know what I mean? So.
1: No, it's an unbelievable rise.
0: And so it's... From uh, where you were. And it's been fun. And I've been watching this guy. Told Chris me Algieri? He, he took over Long Island. Yeah, yeah. My man. He's, a, he's a star out there. First now. it was you in Huntington, I'm then over. it was me, there and now go. it's Chris Algieri. Now, now it's Chris Algieri. Who gives a
1: shit about me when I walk around Huntington They care about Chris <laughs> Algieri now?
0: And you know, Chris, I'll tell you what. You know, I've been thinking about you for so long. I'm on we're Instagram pages yeah, together, right? Yeah, yeah, And uh, you have so many skills. I don't know why you put it down for so long. In in your heyday. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it, you know, it is. Well, it's good
0: stuff you did, right? Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? You know, when you walked, he really walked away from boxing for you, you uh, like two and a half years. Did you have to walk away? I, I was forced to, yeah, a little bit. Oh, I see. I didn't, see, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, bit. I had some, I had some contractual issues, um, some court stuff. I also had some injuries that to take care of, but it was more, it was more the court stuff.
0: And I now understand. I never understood it before. Everybody's everybody like, "Ah, oh,
2: well, you were, you retired." I'm like, "No, it was it was not by my design at all." Well, I I, I missed a lot of good years. So you had to wait out a contract, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, I was uh, I was battling in, in court to, to, to get things right, which, you know, Jerry was, was alluding to earlier about what kind of contracts we signed when we were young. You, you know, you, you think you're signing a five-year contract. It turns into a 16-year contract, when and you, and you and unbeknownst to you. Yeah. You know, because when you first start out, I had no money. I didn't have a lawyer. You know, I just signed a paperwork. It looks, uh, Yeah. why are these guys going to try and fuck me? Right. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's boxing.
1: I, I lucked out when my radio career first started and we were blowing up uh, through Boston and then moved to New York. There was a guy that wanted to represent us, and he represented Bozo the Clown, and he invited me and Anthony to the mall in Boston. I'll never forget this. And he had a a huge black guy. You know, it's important to the – basically, I should just say a huge person, let's say, but a black guy, which I guess was more intimidating. I don't know. And and he had contracts for us to sign. Basically, he was trying to strong us, strong arm, strong arm us to sign these contracts in a mall outside of Boston because he knew that uh, this rocket ship, which turned out to be the Opie and Anthony show, was going to be massive. Mm-hmm. And something in my head, because I I was kind of controlling that at the time, was like we we no have way. to we have to step away this. This
0: is no bueno. Pump the brakes, so you, baby. So you Pump said, the brakes. You said step away. What you really did is you ran your ass off. Oh, of and- course.
1: Yes. <laughs> with, with the big black guy chasing us <laughs> with a Starbucks in his hand. And then you know we lucked out and we got a decent you know agent after that thank God but we were we were just as close as you guys with the with the bullshit with the with the, the early manager thinking they could you know it's they, everything
2: the music industry is the same way that's yeah. why I always like it when I tell people about like boxing like what it's like dealing yeah. with motors it's like you know you gotta you got a record label and they're trying to they're trying to get as much as they can at you. right
0: I hate to tell you guys but it's, it's in every area of course of yeah absolutely of course absolutely. you gotta be Somewhere. careful
2: when you have talent that needs to be represented people well, well, to we're
0: pro we're so excited we're getting money they're gonna pay me every week yeah i'm gonna you know have an apartment for myself right, right. i don't gotta pay anything back if i don't make it right and so and you then know. you
2: walk in the streets and you're the man you're jerry then, cooney in huntington and you know, then like, you find
0: out you signed this contract for 16 years yeah four years with a four-year term with another four yeah. and a four-year extension it was like
2: what? Yeah, it's like seven years in and you're like, wait a 2nd Then I sign a five-year contract? And then you look and it's like, oh no, you owe seven more.
0: Oh How? my <laughs> God.
1: How? Yeah, and like you guys said, the music industry was the same way same with one. these bands that had massive albums and they're like, they're torn their asses off because it's, you know, because they're hoping to finally make some money to pay after paying back the record company. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh my God! A million stories like that too, yeah. man.
0: So then you get sober. You're in East Hampton.
1: You get your life together, and then
0: hanging out with Billy Joel and all the great guys out, the people out in the Hamptons. It was oh, a lot was of Billy fun. Billy Joel was tipping back, though. So how how do you he hang out? On, with he was on and off. I mean, I, but I mean, how do you I, hang out? And with... hang out with him regularly. We'd see each other. He was out in he had a beautiful place out there in the uh or yeah. somewhere near there. And uh, I mean, just everybody was out there. Yeah. And it was funny, I had, I had a scooter. Yeah. I used to ride a scooter. I got a sc- <laughs> six motorcycle <foot> license. <laughs> it looked like Baby Yuli. Yeah, of course. But you could park anywhere <laughs> right. with a scooter. Yeah. And then I went up getting a couple of motorcycles. And then. Uh,
1: and you did some sailing?
0: Sailing. I, you know, did I, you have I, a
1: tiny little sailboat?
0: I had a 16 foot sailboat, a Nautica, Nautica, Nautica. And I took four or five of my friends out with it. One um, yeah. small, small boat, Crafts in Effect. Right. The 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 mass snapped over. No we were kidding! We're lucky oh. we didn't die. Oh
1: my God! We did all
0: the crazy stuff. Yeah. drinking drink party. You know, it was a f- funny. What? It was a lot of fun. Listen, I, I'm not going to say it wasn't fun. Right. I done, did everything I ever possibly could think of doing, and then some. Right. But today I, I I regret it most of it, because it wasn't really about. It was just about filling that hole, avoiding growing up, because I didn't want to look at myself, because well, I was told I wasn't well, no good.
1: Well, it's tough to take a look at yourself and try to like uh, do some self improvement. I've been going through that the last few years, and sometimes
0: you're like, ah. You know what? Ah. When I got through it and looked at myself, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. Right. I made it. Yeah, you did. I made it the, the hard way.
1: Could you could you walk us through your last fight? So you're sober for how about a. Yeah, a, year less, a, half, less, a year and a half. A year and a half. A little bit over a year. A little over a year when you get the fight to fight George Foreman well, when he was doing his second half of his career.
0: Right. Now, now I'm, I'm promoting George Foreman. I, I got cooked in. Uh, a couple of good stories. I got bought a half of Roberto Duran's contract for $25,000. Wow. <laughs> and I bought So I, I bought my partner in at the time. And 10000 of, of it was guaranteed back. Right. Duran wins, gets a shot at Davey Moore. Oh wow! Knocks David Moore Good out timing. in the eight rounds, and then we get a shot at the, four, at the third or fourth Leonard fight. Wow! And that was a nice deal. Yeah. So in in that time, I'm promoting fights with uh, not really know much about what I'm doing. I'm pounding out with these guys, learning some stuff, and I'm promoting Foreman. And one time I'm sober, I'm feeling great. I said, you know, we should fight sometime. And he said, yeah, like that, we should do that. And then the fight got made. Wow! Wow! And so I got in shape. I you know wasn't drinking, and smoke and none of that stuff. I was healthier, and but the guy is two hundred and seventy pounds. It's George, George Foreman, and I went out and I caught him with a shot, which was my worst mistake. because sure. Gil Clancy wanted me to move around for six or seven rounds, which I didn't. At the time, I I didn't want to back up. Right, and uh, and so I caught him. I mean, that's when I caught with an uppercut. As a heavyweight, you get caught with a shot. It's a game. So, it's it's it. but it helped me to help me. What it did for me was that I lost that fight that night. Got stopped. Help me to turn the page. Right, that was, so, was stuck for so long. Turn the page and get on with my life. Okay, right. I did it. I did what I did. I was sober. I did it. Yeah. Now let's get on with life. Let's go live.
1: How, how hard does George Foreman punch? That's legendary. Oh, he's a too. beast. He's a beast. But he said you punched the hardest. Yeah, I, I
0: heard that. I'm, I'm David Letterman is the day. So yes, that? that's yeah. so
2: awesome that he said that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's only, so that it's, is awesome.
0: <laughs> and, and you almost fought Tyson too during that period. Tyson, uh, they were talking about Ali at one time, right? But anyway, it, it turned out the way it was supposed to be. You know, yeah. I mean? And today, it's a it's a dream I live. Right. So every you, day. So you
1: turned the page after that Foreman fight. You were like, I'm good. Were you really good in your head, Jerry? Like I'm good, and I can finally move on to boxing. I had to. Or, or I had or, to. I had or, to move on. Or an active
0: fighter. It wasn't. It wasn't. There was no maybe ifs anymore. I had to move on. I turned the page and said, "Okay, here's a bright, sunny day. Let me get on my life." And uh, I stayed alone for right. a year, and I w- want to stay away from women and everything to learn about myself. I met this beautiful girl about eleven months into my recovery, um, and it's been the best time. I can't wait to go to bed with my wife tonight. You've been with her since every day. We just we're going to celebrate twenty-five years. In, uh wow! In uh, in July.
2: Congratulations. That's amazing.
0: That
1: is awesome. Do you know I... Three great kids. I, you know I ran into your son the other day, and we're now like becoming pals. Which son? I, 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 Christopher? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Where? Uh, where I live. He lives close to me. No kidding. He stopped me on the street. Wow. And I'm like, and then, I, you know, we were talking about you. I said, man, your dad is like the greatest, man. I, well, you know,
0: his mother kept him from me when he was a kid. So we had a lot of... So I didn't get to be with him until he was like you know eighteen or 20 and he's, oh, wow! wait you, know,
1: you you didn't really get to see him grow up
0: no, no because that, that was her way of but that's not right well what, of course it's not right sorry, but that's sorry. not
1: right I, I don't anyway, want to, so
0: today we' better yeah he just got married yeah didn't tell me oh really <laughs> met some beautiful girls yes. and he got married I told him do me a favor just wait at least a year yeah and he didn't do it he was you know, <laughs> got married but it's so good I love him. I a love typical him. father we all gonna make mistakes right? we all make mistakes we all fall down do we get up and dust our pants and move on that's what the book's about getting up st- right. standing up dusting my pants on and moving don't stay stuck because time is passing are, I was 18 yesterday
1: are you are you good with uh, Christopher's mom these days or is yeah, it yeah pray for
0: her everyday you know she's had some, some stuff in her life and uh, I want her to be happy I want I want all people to be happy
1: and wh- you were married to her when? I was wh- never married to her oh okay
0: and we went out for a while, and, you know, I was away in training camp. We'd yeah. see each other. It was great. Come home for a couple of days. It was great. Yeah. But then when I came home full time, it just it wasn't... It wasn't, didn't work. It didn't work for me. And then she
1: kind of held a grudge, unfortunately,
0: for a while there. Yeah. That's.
1: That's all good. No, I know it's all good now, Jerry, but these stories are important because I think it helps a lot of people because we all go through shit. Right. And you're sitting here... In front of me, like you're you're an unbelievable person with a with a kind soul that that <laughs> that, that no and you and you help so many people.
0: that's my job that's, that's my, my, my lot in life and and that's my joy. not that I have to tell you about it, but the joy is watching somebody grow, jump over that fence, have the courage to jump over the fence, yeah. and stand there by yourself, be naked. yeah, and that's the joy for me today.
1: No, uh, I've known him for a few years now, and uh, when you're in a room, the light shines, brother. Hey man, you know the I light love it. shines.
0: I love it, baby. I love people. People
1: just light up when they're love around it in you. I loved
0: your room when I was in your room back in the day. Well, we
1: didn't. We loved it to a we point, but but you would punch everybody, and we all like. He got me into punching everybody. Oh, it just yeah. sucked.
0: I, you never got it because
1: I had the big console between <laughs> us. I could have
0: been over there in a second, and buddy. I would go, <laughs> hey.
1: And everyone that we had in the studio back then, I'm like, hey, you want uh, a punch from Jerry Cooney? Because that's no. kind of a cool thing. It's no, a story it's to tell. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the funny part. Because every, any other boxer would just give you, you know, a cute little shot. Jerry's not like, Jerry. all right. And, and, I would and, never hear you, you. I never No, you buddy. were still holding back. But, I never but, but, but even the holding back punch just sucked. <laughs> give him a tap.
0: Can I fight both on? Yeah. If you want me to. No, I don't want you to. Uh, one arm's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cooney, give him a tap. Give him a tap. I can't do that. Come on, it's
1: something right like there. Oh! oh, that was five percent.
0: Oh, oh, dude, <laughs> I can't no, do that. Boom. Oh, ah.
1: the chair moved too
0: feet. God, Jesus
1: Christ, <laughs> dude! You could have just asked <laughs> me to move it.
0: Oh, oh my God! What the? <laughs> f- no, come yeah. on. What dude.
1: percent was that really? That was I like think I just remembered something. Three percent. That's three yeah. percent. You all right, Theo? Yeah, I'm okay. I think. Jeez. His neck is a little jarred. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah neck is a little, <laughs> little jarred. You know, years ago, I had this kid from Notre Dame, and he was a, a great football player, and he told me one night, Come on, hit me, hit me. Hit me! He's great shape. He had a, he had his eight pack. Yeah. yeah, hit me! Come on, hit me! Hit me! I hit him. I didn't see him for like four months. He said I ripped muscles. In <laughs> <laughs> the, the
2: the only people who ask for stuff like that are people who've never boxed. Right, they, they exactly. don't understand. They yeah. don't understand how hard we can really hit you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if we want, it's very impressive.
0: Well, not just that. It's the timing. It's you know, like I've seen this moves millions of times. Mm-hmm. When you're in there the first time I see it, right. the next time you're gonna pay. Right. And so you know, I just I was supposed to do an exhibition last Saturday at the W Hotel tell in Hoboken every year I do it but I have sciatica right now my uh, my lower back so I didn't get a chance to do it but I trained this guy for a whole year he's a national champion wrestler Mike Breeze and he's a tough kid but he can't he just doesn't understand he thinks that he's an athlete he can yeah. get me yeah it's, yeah, not yeah. Insane, yeah. No, it's just not, <laughs>
1: not gonna happen yeah. could you tell me one story about Studio 54
0: Studio Fifty Four was unbelievable. <laughs> I, 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 a lot of friends that I made later on in life told me they used to see me while, while they were standing online line that went around the building, yeah, pull up in the limousine and I'd be going in there. Yeah, we had we had a St. Patty's Day parade there, uh, a party. We had a uh, one time I was standing at the bar, and Nikki Haskell was a debutante back in the day, and I was standing with four beautiful, beautiful women, nice and tall, it's unbelievable. I, I turned to walk away to go to the bathroom and be right back, and she said, Terry, Jerry." Those are men. <laughs>
2: I said, Come on, Don't tell me that. So I, went, so I went to the bathroom, and
0: they came back and went to the bar, and you could see all the atoms of it. Oh, no way. It was crazy.
2: Yeah, it's man. funny. Once you have it in your head, now you're looking. You're like, oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, they are men. <laughs> it was crazy. I see, I see it now. <laughs> but, I mean, there's so
1: many great times. I mean, I
2: thought the story was going
1: <laughs> to be we'll tell different you where t- you said, eh, and it was Studio 54, so I said, what the hell? <laughs> i tell,
0: tell you a really good story. Yeah. I don't even know if it made the book, but I'm in the back room, to fifty four. And they were passing a big bowl of cocaine. And a uh, bowl of cocaine. Uh, I mean a bowl.
1: So that shit was real.
0: Oh yeah. And then then the next bowl was a bowl of heroin. Oh. No. And so when I said, What's that? and they said, Well, it's heroin, I said, What? And I had to take a stand. I had to leave. Wow. The best Good thing I ever move. did in my life. Good but
1: how did you do that? Considering what I, led up to that that point in
0: your life. Somebody pushed me away, I mean, maybe my wow. higher power, whatever. But I didn't get involved, thank right. God.
1: But I'm it was truly cocaine. a bowl of cocaine.
0: Yeah, and a bowl of heroin.
1: Wow. That's insane.
0: That is insane. I always tell a story, I never liked cocaine. I just thought it smelled good. <laughs> 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 he goes, <laughs> <laughs> no, your parting was legendary. Well, that was that was. You know, it, it was, was so legendary. depressing that stuff. So depressing. I, uh,
1: I understand, but it's important to tell. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that you yeah, can become. You free can continue
0: helping and live your life. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: and what else? Did you really
0: hang out with Sylvester Stallone? And well, I mean, I was on the cover of, of Time Life with him back in the yeah. day. Yeah. You know, he flew in from. Uh, Someplace, but I was training, training for some fight. I don't know who, which one. I think Norton. And I mean, we saw him around. He's a big, big, very big ego. Right. Great guy. Did great things for his life. I knew all those people. And during that day, Dean Martin, I used to know. Wow. Frank Sinatra came to my camp a couple of times. That's cool. Bob Hope boxed me. I know on the for Bob Hope, Bob Hope Show. special. Yeah. And the funny part about it was he was called a Kansas City Chicken that night. Yeah. And years ago, as a kid, he boxed. Yeah. So we get in the ring, he puts his gloves and I get my gloves, and I go like this to him. I'm sorry, uh, the audience can't, hear me, can't see me, but, and I go, like that, and he goes, so we got the deal, and we had this great laugh, Yeah. and he was, uh, Well, he put on those giant boxing gloves for the, for the comedy. Yeah, but I mean, I, I played <laughs> like I was gonna hit him. No, I know. And he went to cover and he himself. Went, and he went for what the a, cover. What a fight he would do. Yeah. yeah. And we left, because that was the moment we had. Right. And from then on, he, he brought, brought me up to his house. He When he came to New York, he, he had his driver look for me for three days. I was crazy back in them days. Right. And brought me to his uh, his show with yeah. my mother. So a lot of a lot of great things. That's
1: awesome. The other thing, about, you know, thank God you, you saved a lot of your money, man. Thank you know
0: what? God. I, I just did feel right. I always knew that there was going to be a rainy day. And I knew what it was like to be poor. And... uh I never wanted that. So I put my money safe away. And, uh, and besides, at the time, I couldn't pay for anything. Everyone would, come on. I'd come <laughs> on. And, uh, oh, right.
2: It's so funny. It's so funny. When you make it, you don't pay for anything.
0: Well, you know, and sometimes... I'm some, paying for
2: everything these days. <laughs> 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 Man, that was a great life. Sometimes but to I, a fault. Yeah.
0: You know, people would, come on. Let's come to my house. Oh, nothing's for free. Take but, my uh, jet and come over there. Let's know. go. And and I'm missing out on my training. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, and after a while, it felt so good. You know, you... Fall prey to it. Right. They don't want it to happen, right? But unconsciously, that's what happens.
1: When you stop being the meal ticket for the people around you, that's when you found out who your real friends were, right? How did did some some people survive that and were true true friends to you, or did you have just a complete wipeout? All these people went and uh, turned their backs on you.
0: You know, I was kind of a loner, fight as most fighters are. Yeah, true. So I had, I had a bunch of guys. I know. Listen, I know more people in the world today than I have ever known in my life. Yeah. And we have a nice conversation. Whenever we get together, I see him. We enjoy each other. We hug each other. We kiss each other. And then we move on until the next time. Yeah. And back then, I had some kids. They used to travel with me, keep me centered. And they'd go away to camp. What well, do you want me to fix that itch? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a little itch on his nose. I could wipe it off to fit phone. <laughs> <laughs> how,
2: how does I like the way my nose looks. I like to keep it the way it is. How does he look like this, Jerry? It's yeah, good. I, I'm Jesus. surprised he's not
0: modeling or doing <laughs> movies. No so. oh, I, I,
2: I do. I do that on the side. but <laughs> Boxing comes first.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, life is good. Yeah, life is yeah. good. You you know, like I, go to, I go to, I go to uh, uh, the Outer Banks. You ever go to the Outer Banks? I yeah. love the
1: Outer Banks. Do you and go to the have, 4x4 all, beach? Yeah, they always with all those, the horses.
0: There's those those T-shirts there that says, Life is good. Yes. I got a bunch of those T-shirts. Uh,
1: well, of course. Outer Banks is one of my favorite places on earth.
0: We haven't been there in a few summers, but... i tell you a story that happened to me. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, My brother was a great kid. He was clean, too, and he took his kids skiing, came home, dropped them off. Uh, He had had cameras in his house because he had guns, right? So he went outside, smoked a cigar, came in, cooked dinner, washed the dishes, sat on the couch, and a half hour later, he was dead. And they didn't find him for three days, and I, so I was, went to see him, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, why do I keep saying I'm going to do this next year? Next year I'll get to that. Next year I'll get to that. And I realized that night and that day that I got to do it now. Now is my time. Right. Not tomorrow. Not next year. And it was a great lesson. I think obviously God took him because he was a little bit with those guns. He was just a little too wild for me. He was a little scary. Right. A great kid. Hard work, electrician. Made a lot of money. But something was crazy there. And I think God took him for a reason. And But it was a lesson to me too. Like, stop. Right. Waiting. Now's my time.
1: Live in the present.
0: Yeah, man, get it done now. So, so he didn't survive the demons from the the household. I mean, he was he was he was clean. He was he had a, a great life. He was in a, in his own house and all that stuff. But I don't think he, was, he truly became happy with himself, and he needed all uh, these things. And uh, listen, sometimes it happens. But I believe God took him for a reason. And uh, right. And uh, I and, pr- I pray for that kid too. And but it, it's a lesson that we have to take from away from that. Right. Is that, Come on, let's get going. Yeah. What are you doing? A lot Standing of people A lot of people wonder when like a loved one goes, you know, and, and
1: I think it's a, I think it, it it's supposed to show us to live our fucking
0: lives, right? That's right. And uh, there's lessons to be Big learned. lesson for me
2: I think there's lessons in everything and not everyone takes them. And I think that's the thing I'm I'm learning about you right now, Mm -hmm. Jerry, is how you've learned from every situation and how you've taken it with you and brought that into the second act that you are now.
0: You know, we don't know when our time is, but just aside from that serious stuff, it's all good. (laughs) <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, come on, man! Listen,
1: <laughs> he's going to start jabbing us. He's <laughs> he's going into defense mode. Listen, I had to drive. I like that I had you to New-
0: I Had to drive to Newark this morning because my son yeah. forgot his boots. He's, my kid's, my kid's going to Lehigh University. He's going to be an engineer, and he awesome. forgot his boots this morning, so I had to drive to Newark. Yeah. Before I came to the that's, city, that's dad stuff
1: right there. So, yeah. how many kids you got now?
0: I have thirteen. <laughs> 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 no, I have three kids. I have three. my thirty-year-old. Christopher, yep. my, my Jackson is 21, Okay, and my daughter just turned 18, Wow! and she's going away to college next year, so we have an empty nest. How does
2: that it feel? feel? They're gone. They're out. You know,
0: it's just scary how fast time goes. I have a daughter, goes. and I'm like, eh. You know, it, it's so scary how fast the time goes. Then you realize it's going fast for us, too.
1: You think? The math doesn't work out anymore. I yeah. talk about that. It used to be like, oh, 20 years from now, and now it's like, 20 years from now? God, you know what I mean? The yes. math is not, not good anymore yeah. when you get to this age. It's not. So, but,
0: Jerry, man. Going I, back, you go back to Huntington and
1: Uh, Not as much as I would like. I, I would love to live there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Too, too much traffic for me.
1: Well, I mean, our village, Huntington Village, is becoming just insane. insane. Yeah, With yeah. all, all I mean, the restaurants, there's no parking. And you don't even the, want a car in there. You got the beautiful Paramount that uh, puts I on boxing that. matches well, he, he, and he, concerts. He made
0: that live. That, this guy, yeah.
1: The so one thing in the book uh, which was uh, very obvious and then you know I, I've gotten to talk to Mike Tyson over the years and sure. I had Don King in the studio Did he's you? so lovable in person and you know what he's capable of doing he does it with a big smile he's <laughs> a deviant. Yeah, yeah. He's very deviant but what I in the book uh, especially it's the fight game is exhausting, what you guys have to Shh. deal with, with no, managers no and waiting for fights like we went over in this podcast. And, like, you just brought up uh, right there, Chris Algeri. Like, well,
0: listen, here's the deal, right? Like, Anthony Joshua with DAZN. Yeah. Fury's with uh, Aram. Right. Uh, Wild's with Showtime. Right. Yeah. How are they going to meet?
2: That matters so much. But yeah. I, and I, I think regular people don't realize that.
0: Yeah. And I think Aram now, I mean, with this Joshua getting stopped. Yeah. Aaron wants to make the wild the fight to make that hundred million dollars. Right, mean, it's gonna go out the window.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not about who's the best fighters and oh, you're Chris Algeria and uh, Cooney are the best fighters right now. I know it's yeah. different weight divisions. Right, right. They should fight. It's but it is all the politics well, and sad. no, this guy's with this company, so we can't mm-hmm. do that. So it's it's so Sickening. complicated and, and and it seems like it's exhausting where you guys sit.
0: But I, I want to tell you this that in today's time, yeah, people think boxing is dead. Right, I follow it. I'm on Sirius XM. No way. Right. And boxing is so deep in talent, so many different weight classes. I mean, the light heavyweight division has got eight or nine or ten guys. Killers. They're killers. Killers. The cruiserweights. Yeah. Usyk has moved up to heavyweight. He's awesome. I mean, you got the smaller guys. you got this guy, uh, Lomachenko. Right. Mm -hmm. I think he's just too good for anybody. I want
2: to fight him, actually. Can you get to him? I think if, if I get a world title 140, I think I can make that fight happen. Wow. What weight class? I would go down a few pounds into, like, the 30s. I that's can't go, I, I, w- I wouldn't go to lightweight, I couldn't go that far, but I could like if you I, want to meet a see catch it. weight. Right, that's where,
0: interesting, right?
1: where are you gonna lose weight? I got my tricks. where's his where's this pounds? I got my tricks where, where's his, where's his I got, I got my tri- well, I, mean, I cookbook. Well, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> well listen, well, listen Lomachenko's
0: at thirty five now, right? Thirty five, yeah. So you get a catch weight. That's exactly so we meet okay, in the middle. Gotcha.
2: If I become, if I know, if I'm world champion 140, he's looking for another, you know. Even if, if he wanted to come up, have another. He's got three world championships. Right. Try for 140. Come, come at me. And that's
0: where it's amazing what what um, Manny Pacquiao did. Right. Mm-hmm. Nine different divisions. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Insane. Yeah. I mean, I know those divisions were like three pounds. Oh uh, yeah, but still, but still, he figured it all out. And he's fighting. He's going to have a tough fight against Keith uh, Thurman. Thurman. I, that's a big fight. I yeah. believe you. That boxing is uh, kicking ass again,
1: but. Uh, I don't know, man, Terry. You, you fought in the golden era. I don't think we'll ever see another another time like well, when you, well, they, you came they have,
2: up. They had the heavyweights. That's, that's the difference. Right. The, the magnitude of heavyweight boxing. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that right now a little bit. Coming with, back. With Joshua yeah. and Wilder. You know, Joyce. Got, they got a yeah, lot he's of good guys. He's yeah. good. We've got a real heavyweight division now that's talent-rich. Right. And it's just – it's hard not to watch those fights because you never know what happens. Well, the it's other
1: the other problem is there's so many distractions now. We all have our phones, and there's so many things to listen to and watch. Back in your day, man, who wasn't watching all the Larry? Had, H- who wasn't had, watching all the all Larry? All
0: we had was a horse and buggy delivering the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: know. But who wasn't watching the Larry Holmes right. Cooney fight? Closed circuit in all right. the theaters, it and was, you had to buy a insane. ticket. You had to,
2: you had to go. And, yeah, and then you, you, fly you knew. To Vegas and watch it.
0: Right. Well,
1: then you knew who won, and then it would go on HBO. You watch it there, and then you would uh, watch it TV. on ABC. Right. And you
0: know, it I, didn't wish, ma- I wish I knew how important it was back then. Back then, right. But uh, listen, we do. What Live we and do. learn, my mm-hmm.
1: brother. Live and learn. So fun, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. But I'm telling you, the boxing today. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting out the right way, but boxing is deep. Yeah. And talent. And years ago, the heavyweight division, if the heavyweight division was strong, that held up boxing. Mm-hmm. Right. Today, it doesn't matter. There's so many welterweights, yeah. junior welterweights, and lightweights that are fantastic fighters. Yeah.
1: All right, so. and your charity work still going well? And yeah,
0: I got. We just raised a nice one hundred thirty thousand dollars last Saturday. I didn't have to fight this time. I could not believe it. <laughs> wow.
1: and, and where did that money go to? To
0: kids, just all kids. Summer programs and school programs. Right. And so it's all good stuff we do, you know. I mean, God, you're a good guy, Jerry. No, nah, come on, you too. we we're what's I'm, tr- work. Tr- I'm trying, trying to for be all better. That's we're here today.
1: I'll say that I'm trying to be a better guy. You're you're a, you're a good guy. There is no.
2: not a charity event that I go to on Long Island where I don't see this man. Right, right. and he and, and, and that that he doesn't know everybody there. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody. He, he he gives back. He gives back absolutely. And like
1: I said earlier, man, wherever you go, you know you, know, like you just, see the light in your I, eyes and everyone
0: around you. No, I always put myself out there. Hello, how you doing? What's right. on with you? And that's a great trait for me. I, I love that about myself. I right. got that from my brother Mike.
2: Jerry, you're 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 the prototype for for a homegrown champion like myself. But yeah. I, when I, looking at what you, how your career went, where you're at, what you do, I'm still learning from you all the time. Mm-hmm. I was learning from your career mm-hmm. as a, as a fighter, and now I'm learning about post career, like how you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to handle yourself. So, and for me to see you over the years has been really, really beneficial for me. You know, to know how to act.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a great story. And the biggest thing is. Having a man say he loves himself, and I didn't know how to love my. I hated myself. You'd pay me a compliment, I'd spend ten minutes talking you out of it. Right. And today I learned to say, "Hey, thank you." Yeah, cool. And I, and I appreciate myself today. Right. I get it. I wish I would have got it back at, when I was thirty. <laughs> are you are you um,
1: religious or are you more like spiritual? Or I'm spiritual?
0: Little... I, I go to church a couple of days a week. Yeah. Eight, half hour mass. Yeah. Twenty five minute mass on Perfect, Earth during right? the week.
1: Let's make it quick. Yeah. In and out, man. And then we'll practice the rest of the day. Well, you were you Catholic, Catholic growing up? Catholic? I was brought up Catholic, but I, I consider—I mean, organized religion is a little rough for me. But I've, I've become more and more uh, like—I like to say—spiritual. But the more you get into spirituality, you realize that it's very close to being religious, way closer than
0: people want to acknowledge. Listen, where I came from to where I am today, I know God was following me. Really? Yeah. You always knew? No, I was—you uh, know—I was. I remember going into a. Going into a fight, and I'd be fighting saying, please, God, yeah, let me win this fight. I'll never do it again. Yeah, again. right, right, right. <laughs> a lot of times he did, and a lot of times he said, and you know it has been help me a lot? Huh. Van the Holyfield is a very religious guy. Very. He sends me readings every day. <laughs> every day? Yeah, and I read them. And I'm sure he's got a lot of people who send them to him. But it makes so much sense. Yeah. That's and so he, cool. He, that courage he had was from those, the spirituality. He right. believed, believed so much in that he could take him into the ring with it. I uh, I hung out with Holyfield once. I said, hey, could you pass the salt? And he did.
1: <laughs> oh. No, That's a true story. That's, <laughs>
0: that's a great story.
1: It's a, a great story. <laughs> no, because we got close with Tyson, and then um, when that documentary came out on, uh, on uh, uh, oh, it was the Tyson-Holyfield, uh, the one about the J-D-O. champions and all that. Uh, we were invited to the screening, and then next thing you know, like, we were invited to a very private dinner, and we're sitting there like, we don't belong here. Everyone else in the room had something to do with the movie and stuff, and they're like, everyone in this room is very important to the fighters and this and that. I'm and you're like,
2: looking around like, I'm mm. like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the director came on the show and, you know, and promoted it. That's it. Like, wow. I, you know, I don't know the, these guys on that level. <laughs> but you know but I gotta, sat next to Holyfield.
0: Run with, with it. You're wrong with it. You know what I mean?
1: And I really wanted salt <laughs> for my potatoes, <laughs> and so I asked Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> and Evander got you right. Anyway, Jerry, this was a pleasure. I hope we. Great hope... to see Krista. He looks good too.
2: Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, why do you look so good? Because I knew Jerry was going to be here, and this guy's always class.
1: I dressed
0: Come up too, on. Jerry, but unfortunate.
1: unfortunately, it's you know, there's you
0: know. I'm suffering with sciatica. did you ever have sciatica? No,
2: but I, I've I'm aware of it. It's Don't very get painful. it. Yeah. Don't get it. I was going to ask you if you have any like. Injuries, war wounds from. I from just boxing. got my
0: feelings hurt three times.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Three Me too, losses, Jerry. Three I, got, I got three. I got my <laughs> feelings hurt three times too. What, what was your record
0: in the end? Uh, just twenty-eight and three.
2: That's, That's unbelievable. And I'm twenty-four and three. We're pretty. That's we're pretty
0: close.
1: But the three losses for him, yeah. Larry Holmes. Michael Spinks there we
0: go. and George Foreman. Why do you got to keep reminding me about those three losses? For us? it's a problem. We're always remembered by the losses. No. There's a great quote. Oh, okay. What is it exactly? I'm, I'm, kidding, gonna, I'm gonna butcher right.
2: this thing, but it's like, um, you know, the the uh, a, a victory is 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 like time sensitive, but the loss never is. You know, the loss never goes mm-hmm. away. Like every victory is like, all right, when's the next one? When you lose, though, it's like, oh, you lost.
0: Right.
1: Can I tell you that's human nature? Yeah, every I've been lucky to talk to a lot of famous people over the years. They always remember the critics over the praise. Oh no doubt. You, they they could have a movie that is everyone knows. And you do too. Uh and less. So do I? Less.
0: And so does he. And so less. does he. mm-hmm.
1: I'm here to say less. Good, but Not you are too. right. But you are right. But uh, they always talk about that. Once cr- they could have a hundred reviews, and one review is like that. Can never this movie it. sucks, or the, uh, his acting sucked, yeah. or his performance sucked, and. Time and time again, they they, they all f- tell me they focus on that one stupid negative well, like uh, I'd be
0: traveling on the railroad. I'd be 100 people, 99 were the best people in the world. Yeah. That one guy right. ruined my day.
1: Isn't that amazing? Why no do we more. allow that?
0: No more. But it did.
1: Uh, you know, it's just human, human nature? nature. Yeah. All right. I hope we sold some copies of your book, Jerry. I hope you
0: do. I, I hope we did. And, and listen, love being with you. And I'm happy that you landed here. And it's beautiful. Right on. And I'm enjoying you right. Again, smile, <laughs> and uh, I used to love coming to your show. I know that was a good run. Give those there. guys a hard time. Yeah, a, you know, I'd do a show there at the Sirius, so I was there all the time.
2: I've been on your show like ten times, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry would be in the hall,
1: and I would bring him in left and right, and we would always have fun. So
2: I'm sure this guy was floating around all the time. Like, yeah, talking oh, to everybody. I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: Listen, yeah. when I first went to Sirius Radio, <laughs> yeah, nobody looked at each other, no one talked to each other, no i got everybody talking to everybody yeah. now.
2: Yeah, good for you. because uh, J- Jerry's the first social network. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people walked around those hallways uh, with their head down, and they were miserable. And I'm yeah. glad you brought your light it's to that place because they hard, needed hard it. Uh-huh. All right, listen. Man, All right, Jerry. You. So Enjoy the, your day, baby. Jerry, Great i got, to I see I got
0: a book for you before you go. Thank, thank you. you. Jerry, what's what?
1: uh, the name of the book is Gentle... Uh, G- Gentleman Jerry. Uh, Gentleman a Jerry, sorry. Contending
0: a Champion in Recovery.
1: Yeah. Nice. It's, you know... If you're a fight um, a fight fan like myself and the history of boxing, there's right. a lot of that in there, a yeah. lot of good stuff in there. But it is a recovery book, too. And We should get the word out. There's a lot of recovery it things is. in there.
0: How we make it, it
1: And it breaks down someone like you and what you've been through uh, as a child and how you got through it, through boxing yeah. and through yeah. spirituality and through just finding that inner warrior.
0: Excuse me, would you say that again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there, you're right. It it there's a, a lot of recovery in this book. And a happy ending.
1: Uh, well, we'll see. It's <laughs> a <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love you guys, huh? <laughs> All right, thank you.
1: The great Jerry Cooney, great my Jerry friend, and my uh, I guess we're gonna wrap up. Chris Algeri, thanks for coming in for this. I really. Oh. Uh, are you promoting anything? You're you yeah, good? What's just my book. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just my book. It's out now. Um, it it wasn't it wasn't fully released when when we talked last time, but now it's out. The cookbook. The cookbook. Uh, fighters. The fighters' kitchen. Yeah. Um, Barnes and Noble. Nice. And booksellers now. It's yeah. going on Amazon. It's actually selling really well. It's uh, It's already got a best selling. Uh, tag on uh, right. amazon so that's pretty exciting it's
1: basically how to eat right. how do you write but also enjoy your eating because yeah. a lot of times people are like wait, eat right means I got to sacrifice, and uh, you're showing that you know you could cook healthy and it still tastes uh, damn good.
2: Yeah, I'm not that way, and, and and also that that you can make it yourself. You right. Know? It's like you, it's, it's it's it doesn't take a, a chef to prepare good food. You got to come back and congratulations Absolutely. on that fight. Always a pleasure. Thank it you. So was, much. It was
1: so exciting that you did my podcast days before that fight, and then I we all were watching like fuck oh,
2: I appreciate yeah, that. yeah, it was a good fight. It was a good uh, fight. It was a fun one to watch.
1: And when's the next one? You think? Hopefully September. Hopefully I'm get
2: right back. Yeah, I'm injuries from the fight. My body feels great. So I'll take this month off, kind of p- push my book, and then wrap right back the camp in July. And, and who
1: are you going to fight? you know
2: yet? Or the, do you the, have feelers out yet? The champions are all kind of busy right now, so we're going to look for a keep busy fight. I don't want to wait for them. Yeah. I want to stay busy. I'm Smart. better than I'm busy.
1: Smart. All right. Chris Algeri, my new friend, man. Thanks for doing the podcast again. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Anytime. With that, we're out! Damn! Yes,
2: sir! That was awesome. How, How
1: great was, was Jerry? Doing? His story is unbelievable, and he oh, downplays it like... Right? Yeah.
2: Always. Always. I I not know I didn't know a lot about that.